This is the True Real Estate 911 podcast with Lisa True. Lisa will share up-to-date real estate information with you that you need to know. Welcome to True Real Estate 911, the show where you get the information you need to know to make the best buying and selling decisions and importantly, get it done the right way with the most money in your pocket, whether you're looking to buy or sell in the Palm Beaches. The True Group, they've been helping folks for uh, so many years and passing along the advice and actually the generational expertise. And Ashley True is pinch hitting for Lisa this week and is going to share with you uh, the best buying habits to make sure that you're positioned ahead of time so that when you're ready to buy, well, you can buy what you want and worry about the details rather than the process. And so as we get started on today's show, I want to remind you that the best local resource for real estate is truerealestate911.com. That's truerealestate911.com. And go, oh, come on, you know, a bunch of sites out there. Never really go check it out because when you do, you're going to notice a bunch of different resources available to you. By the way, one of which is the MLS in real time. That's right, the truths, they pay for you to be able to see the MLS just like a real estate pro. So everything uh, that is for sale, and if something goes under contract, you see it right away. No more frustration by looking at sites like Zillow, getting excited about a property, and then finding out that it was sold three months ago. So uh, get started there. And uh, as always, buying and selling questions seven days a week. The truths, they're happy to help. So reach out to them, 561-972-8326. 561-972-8326. And Ashley, you are the buying specialist of the True Group. And so there'll be times when I uh, will ask Lisa about what really is happening on the buying side these days. And she'll say, well, Ashley is telling me this. So we know that uh, you see just about every property at all various different price points at some point that's up for sale throughout the Palm Beaches. What are some of the trends that you're seeing as we're making that transition from summer into fall? Well, right now, Brian, I think that you're seeing a lot of people who are looking to make their first time purchase. Um, a lot of the move up buyers purchased over summertime. Okay. So currently, you have a lot of those people just trying to get into the market. Okay. So we have a lot of first time home buyers, and um, I love to see that. I, that had been kind of a missing link for the first few years of the housing recovery. Now that it's mature, we're seeing that happen. And in many parts of Palm Beach County, it can be cheaper to buy than rent, but there are some things that people need to know ahead of time. What are some of the challenges that you're working through right now with first-time home buyers? Yeah, Brian, I think the markets change over the last few years. So a lot of people just don't know what they need to do. So it's a lack of planning. Um, I have friends right now who are saying, Ashley, look, I want to buy next year. What do I need to do? I have no idea. What is the right time frame in advance to touch base and begin the planning process? I think that you need to plan about a year out, depending on your situation. Um, it does take some time to to create things like your budget and build up reserves. When you're talking about uh, you know building up reserves, a lot of times uh, you know you, you can get into a, a mortgage for what as little as about three and a half percent right now. Right. Yeah. And obviously, 20% plus is ideal because you can avoid uh, mortgage insurance and can uh, open up all the conventional options without mortgage insurance. What are the typical price points that first-time home buyers are looking at right now? Right now, you'd be surprised. First-time home buyers are buying up into the 400s. Um, of course, you get the entry-level buyers at 150 price range as well. Um, but a lot of people, that three to 450 range is kind of what their first time is. 
Okay, and so, you know, looking at that range, if we're talking 20%, obviously, you know, we're talking real substantial money, they'll need to save in advance. But, you know, 3.5%, one of the things that, uh, you know, I'm point out to people um, when I'm trying to pique their interest with real estate, it's like, if you want to get out of the cycle of renting, how much is it for you to put down first, last, and security on a particular property? And I would imagine that for uh, many people that are, you know, let's say you were to rent out that comparable property, a $400,000 property, first, last, and security, at, you know, to rent that type of property is probably going to be in the neighborhood of a, what a 3.5% down payment would be. Exactly. And if you can save even up to 5%, that even positions you better because then you can get a conventional mortgage. It's good to, uh, to reach people ahead of time, uh, but still, there are many people that might need to have their expectations managed. So it, throughout the the course of the first time home buying experience, obviously, I think there are two things that are, are challenges today. And, and tell me if I'm right or wrong and, and how you would position this to, to that first time home buyer. You have people that anymore are looking at their first home as their dream home. And I think that all the television shows have a lot to do with that because they make everything seem so romantic and so perfect. Do you have to manage those expectations on the front end that, hey, that your first home might not be the place you want to spend the rest of your life? Well, and that's exactly true with all of these reality shows out there where they're increasing and making the home so beautiful. It's it's easy to kind of picture that that's what your first home is going to look like. Right. But in reality, I mean, if you can get into the market, that's how you take advantage with, especially with the way interest rates are right now. If interest rates pop up even 1%, it's a dramatic difference in what you can afford. No doubt about it. And that's why I think it is great that you're uh, talking about so many first-time home buyers that are uh, interested in, in getting involved right now. So you talked a little bit about uh, the uh, the money to put down and you know the, the time in advance to start the process. The lenders right now, what are they looking at in terms of tax records and, and proven income that uh, someone will need to be able to demonstrate? Lenders are really just looking for some sort of stability. So if you can show a steady job history, I think especially in the younger generations, we tend to j hop around jobs. So if you can show a history of at least two years in the same industry, um, also show a solid credit history um, where you've been able to make your payments. That definitely helps out. Yeah, it's interesting because sometimes people will say, well, I don't have a real long developed credit history. It's understandable at the first time home buyer. But what have you uh, been able to do with the credit that you have been extended? And I'm hearing that more and more from lenders. And you'd also mentioned uh, the stability. Interesting stat that I came across, the average millennial under the age of 30 uh, is actually job hopping about once per year. And mm -hmm. so there are some of those bigger consequences that can be attached to decisions like that, that people might not be aware of, that even just a little extra stability might not only be a good idea from a, for a career standpoint, but also in terms of the lending history. Have you come across some people that have unfortunately uh, not been able to move forward because of some of these lifestyle choices? It's a huge issue right now. Like I mentioned with our generation, and like you said, Brian, we do job hop. Um, so you want to make sure you're at the very minimum staying in the same industry. Usually if you're in the same industry, they can make some sort of exception. That's actually really good information, Ashley, because I hadn't heard uh, the extra consideration for staying in the same industry. So it looks like 
it's not just random, that it's a more of a career-oriented path that somebody's traveling down. So you're able to help and work through some of those challenges as long as there's a good explanation? Exactly. The other thing to consider is if you are self-employed, that takes some planning as well because a lot of us who are self-employed, we tend to take a lot of tax write-offs. So when you're not showing income, even though you can in theory afford the home, the lender doesn't take that at face value. Yeah, that's great information because obviously you want to maximize your deduction so you don't show much income. And there are often many opportunities when you're self-employed. But when the lender's going back, taking a look at your tax records, whatever you showed as income there is often what you're going to have to work with uh, with regard to to a lender. I uh, know that there have been many that have been uh, challenged with that in recent years. And that's especially important as we're hanging down the home stretch this year because if you're looking to buy in the early part of next year, once you file your taxes, whenever that might be, that now becomes your new income of record that the the uh, lenders will be looking at, right? Right. And I mean, this is a one of the more common issues we see in the luxury homes because tend, people do tend to be self-employed. If you're creating a new business, they're still looking for that two-year job history of income and upward income. So we talked a lot about the first-time home buyer. You actually just mentioned luxury, and I want to go to that place. I want to go to the other end because I've been hearing from Lisa in recent months that there has been a real challenge on the luxury end, specifically maybe in that 600 to a million dollar range uh, that it just has really been soft. We've seen inventory rising. Tell us a little bit about what you're seeing in that entry luxury property space right now. I think with the uh, slowing down in the luxury market, it is a really good time for a buyer to take advantage of that move up purchase. Because like I mentioned, in that four to 500 range, you are getting a lot of still competitive marketing right now. So you can t- maximize what you're getting on your current home and take that equity and really be able to p- position yourself well in that entry-level luxury property. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me. In fact, uh, you know, I think that probably is the best value proposition out there. If you are able to sell into a, a hotter market for your property type and price, take advantage of the near record low interest rates and then be able to buy something in what is more of a neutral to uh, buyer's market. I mean, that's a that's a win-win-win right now. So with that uh, particular property, that, that entry-level luxury property, are there certain communities around the Palm Beaches that seem to be doing better than others that are, or others that are facing challenges? Yeah, you're seeing definitely the um, country club communities are really suffering right now. Um, it's really a changing product. People, of course, water does well. Um, everything in real estate is very neighborhood centric. So you're seeing even some properties still have some foreclosures in them. If you can take advantage and there's still one or two foreclosures, that's bringing down the values. And once those foreclosures clear out, you'll see the values pop. You also moved into another area that I wanted to ask you about, which is distress. We know that there are not near the foreclosures or short sales on the market that we used to see. Are you still seeing investors wanting to buy into this market? And if so, what property types? There are a lot of investors currently. Um, It's changed a little bit from the flip investor where they're buying properties at half price and making an 80% value to now the long-term investor. So really people, I think, are taking what they learned from the 2006 market and they're buying for cash flow. And we're seeing most of those buyers are cash, which makes things more competitive. 
Sure, and also more stable as well, because obviously you're not going to have a cash buyer. It's going to default. So uh, the, you're still seeing then the mo the average investor stepping in, buying a property, and then renting it out. Do you have an idea of time horizon for these investors? It varies, Brian. I mean, I have some investors who are looking to keep the property for 30 years till their kids are grown through college and really make it a wealth-building property. Others are looking to keep it about five to six years, make the profit, and move on. And you're able to help people if they want to reach out to you and uh, they are interested in investing. They have an idea of what they would like to do, but they don't know about the specific properties. Yeah, we can talk about what the best strategy is for you. There's a different strategy for every situation. So what we'll do is we'll do a consultation, see what your goals are, and see how we can meet those goals. And more often than not, if we have a concept and a time horizon, you can fill in the blanks. I've, I've talked to a lot of investors that feel like they have to have all the answers. And that really isn't necessary to begin the process because again, even if we become knowledgeable, the odds are we're probably not going to see near the properties that you do, for example. <laughs> right, I mean, we really can give you access to properties right when they hit the market, even for, especially foreclosures. Um, with foreclosures, there's a process. So you need somebody who understands how to win with the competitive nature of a foreclosure. How competitive are the foreclosures right now? Um, depends on how they're priced. Um, some foreclosures, they're, they're pricing aggressively just because of the market we're in. Um, however, there are still really great deals out there and you just have to keep your eye daily on, on properties. So that's what Ashley and the True Group, they do each and every day. And so if you have any questions, the Trues, they have answers for you. And from first time home buyers to that luxury market, the move up buy that we're talking about to investors, if you're interested in buying, the Trues are available for you at 561-972-8326. That's 561-972-8326, seven days a week. And then, of course, get started. If you're not there already, go to truerealestate911.com and get started. You can search the MLS like a real estate pro without all the frustration of going, man, I wish that property were available like on those other sites. Uh, so truerealestate911.com, get started today.